0: All these things that uh, you just heard about, these amazing stories. Um, I'm sure if we were to have conversations with one another in the room, even right now, uh, we'd have stories, even this past week, of ways that God was moving, of things he was doing uh, in our lives, and uh, that's awesome. Um, But we also, we've been in this series, uh, this season, and we've been calling it "Look." Uh, as a church, it's this uh, season where we're trying to say, uh, Jesus, when, when you look at Waltham, what is on your heart? Uh, so, this whole engage the crisis, you know, our, our eyes have been turned to this uh, for a variety of reasons. I mean, it's a huge crisis, but, you know, we didn't see it. Many of us in this room didn't even know it was happening until. We started to see it on the news, and it kind of hit media, and as Sean mentioned, there's things like this happening all over the world that aren't getting recognized. And so there's things happening, even here in Waltham, that we just don't see. But God sees them. And uh, because the need is so great in uh, you know, the, the Middle East into Europe with this thing, it's kind of like we're responding. Uh, out of this there 's need there, but also because, as a movement, we felt God we heard God say, "Get involved uh, that this was a time to get involved, and so we 're actually wanting to do that same sort of thing here in Waltham now uh, in this area uh, maybe maybe it 's a little bigger than Waltham, um, but what we 've wanted to do in this look process is to not just say, you know okay a, a, a couple key leaders." They go up on the mountain like Moses, and they hear the revelation from God. They carry it back down, and then, here you go. This is what we're doing. We've actually wanted to, what we're trying to do is say, we want the whole community to be involved in this process of what is God saying? What is on God's heart? What does He see when He looks at Waltham and Watertown and Newton and... All these areas, uh, these cities, this this uh, Greater Boston area. What's on his heart? So we've been looking through Luke. We've got uh, there's a packet back there that's helpful for family devotions and ways to go out in the community with people and listen uh, to what even other people are saying in order to discern what's God saying to us as a people. And uh, we have we have just God's going to do amazing things through this journey. Uh, but in the midst of that, I, I want to encourage us in one area, and it relates to, to something that we actually did and kind of instituted at our at our base in Germany. So we'd have team times in the morning. It's like glorified faith group, uh, sort of reminiscent of Sunday mornings, just going for it every day. Um, but what we instituted was that... Um, Every morning, when we shared testimonies, there had to be at least one testimony where someone shared about a transformation that took place in their own life. And uh, that if we miss Jesus in the process and even the work that he's doing in us as we're going, as we're engaging the crisis, that we actually miss the most important thing. And so we said every day, okay, someone share what is Jesus doing in you? How's he meeting you? Uh, that if we miss Jesus along the way, uh, we've kind of missed, missed the whole thing. And so I want to share with you uh, a story, and then I'm going to give you, and then we're going to look at uh, some practicals. This morning is going to be a little bit more of uh, sort of like a training, the kind of like teaching you to fish rather than just giving you a, a fish idea. Um, but I want to share a story with you uh, about my time uh, in Germany. So I was there for seven weeks. And it was really significant. Uh, I've shared some of those stories of what we saw God do, but I haven't shared this story uh, yet with you. And it, so it came uh, about, we had been there for about a week. And as Sean said, there, it was kind of crazy, like a lot happening. And uh, we had just heard a message from a woman about uh, being, uh, stepping into the purposes of God as a son and a daughter of God, not as someone who views themselves as a slave. So how do we how do we engage the purposes of God as a son and a daughter, uh, doing this with our Father, uh, not just as a slave. And so she shared. It was really it was significant. It was good. Um, so I'm facilitating this response time where we're saying let's just let Jesus speak into this. Let's let Him personalize uh what she just shared about and i'm in kind of facilitation mode i'm not anticipating god to do a uh to meet me super personally in that moment uh but he really did and uh, so i, I actually want to i have most of it written down because i was uh i was resuming the position of journal open okay god speak and uh Sometimes it's just powerful to read the exact things that God was actually saying. Um, So, I'm in the position, and I'm sitting there, and I sense the Lord. I hear the Lord in my mind. That's actually what we're going to talk about a little bit more, is how do we actually hear what God is saying for Waltham uh, into our own lives? How do we actually hear from Him? Uh, We're going to take it from abstraction and get practical. Uh, So, he said this to me said, John, I'm so proud of you. You're doing great on many levels. What I'm about to say to you has no bearing on my love for you. So I get thinking to myself in that moment, hmm, if the biggest encouragement of my life is coming, Jesus probably didn't need to prep me with, what I'm about to say to you has no bearing on my love for you. <laughs> so I'm kind of, and, and it was, again, I wasn't even anticipating uh, receiving a whole lot from the Lord and it was just like the dial got turned up I'm like okay I know that's the voice of, of my father speaking to me so I'm, I'm thinking this um, I prepare myself um, I just focus on the Lord and, and uh, as I was listening I, this phrase came in, This came into my mind and he just said John you are distracted from me And as he said it, I just started to cry. Uh, And it went to such a deep place in my heart. And he went on uh, to say, I'm not mad. I'm not angry. It's okay. It really is. Uh, But you're distracted from me. And uh, I'm sitting there crying. Uh, This wasn't like snot pile on the floor crying, it was just the like really touched, uh, the Lord speaking in a deep, in a deep place, um, but it was hitting, uh, and I, so I knew he was, he wasn't referring to that week, he was referring to the last season, I don't know, maybe six to eight months, and uh, where I was just missing, there was something where I was missing uh, the intimacy the depth that I've come to love. And, I mean, in many ways, the reason I follow Jesus is knowing Him personally, uh, getting to walk with Him. And for Him to just clarify that for me was so helpful. That, I I had wondered if I'm distracted from you, Jesus. And, uh, okay, I am. And it spoke to this deep place because if there's one thing in my life I don't want to be, it's distracted from Jesus. And I just said back, I said, Jesus, if there's one thing, I don't want to be distracted from you. I mean, for me, like I could accomplish nothing in my life, but if I'm, I live life undistracted from Jesus, and I walk closely with Him, that's a successful life for me. Like that's the life I want to live. And so, for Him to say that I was distracted, uh, it got my attention, and. I said to the Lord, I said, how have I missed you? It was really interesting, and he responded back. He said, John, you haven't missed me. I've been there with you. You've been there with me. Uh, you're just distracted from me. And I, I had this whole another wave of tears come, and I, I, had a, I had a picture pop into my mind. And it was of uh, Luke 10 with Mary and Martha. I don't know if you're familiar with the story, but um, it's in Luke 10. And and, uh, I see Martha being distracted by all of her preparations. And this, again, speaks to me so personally. Jesus knows just how to speak to us. uh, Because this is like a life passage for me. I have preached on this. I have taught on this. I have studied it. I have translated it. Like, this is my passage And I see Martha being distracted. And I know that the punchline of the passage is not that Martha's doing a lot of things and and working for Jesus. Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are distracted by many things. And it was in that place of distraction. And so I'm hearing uh, him say you're distracted. And it's interesting. I said, how have I missed you? And he said, oh, you haven't missed me. I've been right with you the whole time. I've been with you. I'm still with you. You've been with me. So, so I went on to say, I said, um, actually, I was just, so I basically, I was like, well, how, like, how do I get undistracted? Uh, I feel like it's just so hard sometimes. How do I get undistracted? And he, he said something I, that was really interesting. This is what I felt. I submit it to you. But this is what I felt like the Lord spoke back to me. Felt like he said, Do you want my culture where striving ceases? And when God asked you a question like that, I was like, okay, I want to make sure I'm genuine, but I hope I can get to the point of saying yes. Uh, because it's probably good to say yes to that. Uh, so in my heart, I said, yes, I so want to be at that place where I get to the point where striving ceases and I'm not distracted from you. And I felt like he said, whose voice is most powerful in your life? Culture is set by the voices around you. The voices you hear, obey, and give authority to. Whose voice will you let rule and inform and shape your life? Will you listen to me as the most important voice in your life? Will you give my voice the place of ultimate authority and influence? And that was really significant. Uh, I'm still unpacking that one with the Lord. Uh, we, we didn't get very much farther beyond that in that moment, and, and now I'm unpacking that with God saying, what's it look like to live that out? What specifically do you have for me in that place? Uh, Jesus. And, uh, but that's the question I want to bring to us as we are on a journey where we want to see God change the world. Uh, the four corners of the world. We want to see Him change Waltham. We want to see Him change this area. How do we do it in a way where we don't miss Jesus? How do we stay undistracted from Him? And maybe even more, how do we do it so that that whole place of His vision, His purpose, the things He's speaking, that, that it's coming from Him? And we're hearing His voice as the primary voice, the one that that affects and impacts and creates the culture all around us. Um, So I want to give just a a couple practicals. This is going to be a little different than a normal Sunday morning message where we kind of walk through a passage of Scripture, and I love doing that. I'm going to hit on a couple different passages uh, and mainly just give some practicals, even as I'm already just aware of the time as we've been celebrating the awesome things uh, God does So, uh, there's a lot of passages of Scripture on that sheet. We're not going to get to all those, and don't be distracted by those right now, but uh, take them this week and uh, read them, look over them. So, I want to say, uh, as we're we're talking about this, how do we let His voice uh, be the primary influence in all of our lives, that we're under His Lordship? Uh, Absolutely, first and foremost, is that we are a people who are submitted to Scripture. We're submitted to His Word. Uh, we're submitted to the Bible. And we let that be the thing that directs. I mean, that's if, Jesus, if the Holy Spirit saying to me, you know, culture is set by the voices that speak, He left us this amazing book, and He's given us this book to set the culture of our lives, our family, our workplace, our churches, our communities. Um, so, so just want you to know that from the outset. Let's dig in, and we'll be digging into His Word for as long as you're a part of this community. Uh, that's not the main point of this message, though, because I want to go uh, practical in something we often just talk about in abstractions. And I've even done it in my uh, example here, that uh, if we're all about the Bible and, and living out the Bible... The Bible actually teaches us that God by His Spirit wants to speak to us personally, intimately. And and so if we're a biblically based, obedient people, we're going to be a people who go to Jesus and walk in relationship with Him and hear His voice. And and those verses on that sheet are just a small uh, example of all that is in Scripture that lays this. That that's what that's what God's leading us to. But what I find is that uh, people have been walking with Jesus for a while. They're often pretty uh, hungry, like they want to know Jesus, and uh, they're. It's not that they're just like, well, yeah, nope. I don't want to know God personally. I don't want to know His love for me. It sometimes it gets down to the practicals, and so. Uh, I actually was going to teach a little bit more on some of that uh, biblical foundation point, but I, I so want to hit on a couple practicals that have been helpful for me over the years and for us as a community. I'm just going to kind of jump into that. So so give me the benefit of the doubt on that one, but I've put some passages in your hand. Uh, for an object lesson, though, okay? So... So we've got a radio here. All right, I'm not going to f- fiddle around with getting it working. Uh, I'm also not super well versed in science and radio waves and things like that. But my understanding is that there are radio waves going on all around us even now. And uh, But to hear them, to get the message that comes from the radio waves out and actually understand and hear them, we need... Uh, to have this turned on properly, and we need to kind of get into the right frequency. So many years ago, I heard someone just use this illustration uh, to explain hearing God's voice. They basically said, God is speaking, and uh, we need to be kind of like a radio. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, I get the, get the concept, um, but it was interesting. It felt very impersonal to me. It felt like, wow, so there's just like, God's just out there, like, talking. And, uh, and we're just, like, missing all these messages from God. And it was interesting. I, I kind of carried that with me for a while. Like, okay, I believe the Bible's teaching the, the concept that God really is speaking to us. But, um, but the illustration didn't make the most sense to me uh, for years. And then finally... Uh, one day I, I actually just asked God, I was like, so God, I don't really know if I agree with this illustration or there's a part about it that I just don't love. And uh, I said, what do you think? Because I really respected the person who had given this illustration. I said, what do you think? And he actually said, I think it's a great illustration. You just don't understand it completely. And I thought, okay, so uh, what don't I understand about it? And uh I felt he... he So, he spoke to me. <clears throat> Got another little illustration here. Uh, he said, John, like, like I've said in my word, uh, man doesn't live by bread alone. But, but humans live by every word that comes out of my mouth. And I felt like the Lord said... Uh, where you've misunderstood that passage is that um, you've thought that it was the words that you hear that bring life. And, and while that's, there's truth to that, felt like God said, actually, if I stop speaking, you die. Me- you don't live by bread alone. The reason you're alive is actually because I'm speaking over your life. And whether you hear it or not, if I stop speaking, if I stop holding your life together with the power of my word over your life, you're actually going to, you'll die. Apart from my word being spoken, there isn't life. And uh, and so it's interesting, God kind of flipped it on me, and now I was the one who was being impersonal and, and almost wasteful, thinking, he's constantly speaking to me. His word is constantly holding my life together, our lives together. And actually, now I'm the one who's missing it. I'm the one, I have this opportunity to connect with His thoughts, with His words that are so precious, that are holding my life together. And uh, so I want to encourage us that uh, just in that, that, that this, is, this is about this word of being undistracted is because He's communicating to us. And He wants relationship with us. He wants to walk with us. He wants to be there with us while we're cleaning diapers. You know, he wants to be there with us, speaking. His Word is upholding our lives. And His words are, are being spoken to us. Even as we're raising kids, as we're walking through uh, years of, of being single, as we're making job transitions, He's, he's in that with us. And he's saying, I don't want you to be distracted from me. I want to walk with you in it. Um, so I'm going to kind of skip over those passages that are on your paper, just for the sake of time. Um, and But I, I want to I say this. Uh, one I want to hit on, actually, isn't on that passage, or on that sheet. But Jesus was frequently using a phrase. He was, he was saying to people, would you have eyes to see... And ears to hear. I want you to have eyes to see and ears to hear. Interestingly, he's saying this to people who are seeing him with their physical eyes and hearing him with their physical ears. And yet, he's to a lot of these people, he's saying, you have eyes, but you're not seeing. You have ears, but you're not hearing. It's, it's often a rebuke, actually, that he's saying. So Jesus isn't just talking about our physical eyes and ears in those moments. He's talking about uh, a perception to, to see and to hear from Him. That there's a spiritual perception that gives us eyes to see, ears to hear. So I want to get real practical with this. How do we see? How do we hear? If He's saying, I want you to have eyes to see and ears to hear, how do we do it? I want to submit to you that God gave us a mind for thoughts and an imagination to see, to see things. That if I was to say banana right now, you're seeing a banana in your mind. And we're probably seeing different bananas. If a Blue box, you know, you're like, whoa, okay, I'm seeing a blue box. God has given us an imagination and He wants to use it. He's given us a mind. To have thoughts. So that whole scene that I described, uh, fifteen years ago, I I probably wouldn't have actually been open to that or even received that scene of Mary and Martha and seeing it. And he made it so personal as, as I actually was seeing myself in it. But it's because God's given me an imagination and he wants to use it. He gives us thoughts and he wants to speak to those thoughts. And so this whole business of walking intimately with Jesus and hearing Him is often a lot less complicated than we make it. There's there's passages in John uh, that make it really clear, like uh, John 15 or John 10, that is on your sheet. But it makes it clear that we can discern the difference between, say, the enemy, Satan, and ours. We're not always sure how exactly. But it does say, the sheep hear my voice and they know my voice. And they, they also know which is the enemy's because they run from it. And so whether we know exactly how, that's, that's where I want us to get to. But we have to be secure in the reality that we actually do. And that we can discern the difference. Uh, another passage on your sheet is John, uh, in John 8. It says, those who belong to God know God. And they, they hear what God says. Those who belong to God hear what God says. And so you might read that. I used to read that and think, oh, well, I'm not really hearing God. Oh, no, do I not belong to God? That's not at all what that's saying. I mean, maybe it is if you've never given your life to Jesus and said, yes, I want to follow Him. That, that, that could be reality. Um, but, but what that actually, what Jesus is getting at is, if you belong to him, you do hear from him. The reality is it's more about figuring out how he is already speaking to you and the ways that he is speaking to you, and less about trying to get him to speak to you. Uh, it's not about twisting his arm, because as I said, he's speaking to us. We're just trying to figure out how do we get the antenna in the right place so that we can so that we can hear from him. Um, so, I want to give a, a, a practical, a highly practical, and uh, it's a spiritual discipline that believers have been using for hundreds, if not thousands of years, uh, to hear from God. And it's, it's basically a, an idea of journaling, a spiritual journaling. So, I have found that, and I'm going to explain this, I have found that it's sort of like the antenna, that when I uh, open a journal and I buy with a step of faith, I actually ask God a question and then I allow Him to answer it. I find He speaks to me. And that over years, you know, Sean was saying he walked away from that person he was interacting with. Holy Spirit said, you never asked. You never asked what she actually needed specific prayer for. Well, sometimes it can be hard to get to even that point. In my life, it's been developing this daily routine of coming before God and, and actually trying to write down what I feel like God is speaking to me. Uh, and in that process, I've learned to know what is Him, what is in Him. I write it down. It's great. I can share it with people afterwards. I can weigh it with Scripture afterwards. And a big thing is, it keeps me from doubting and questioning right away. See, I find that uh, I often put more stock in my inability to hear from God than His ability to speak to me, than His ability to communicate to me. Have you ever thought about like that? That's for me. I'm I'm often like, I'm so good at not hearing God. Rather than... (laughs) He's so good at communicating to me. He's so good at speaking in just the way that we need to hear it. He knows. And actually, I find that people ask me a lot. I do some of these trainings for hearing God's voice in our, in our training schools and other things. Um, and I find people will say, especially as it's like a maybe a first time, that they're really feeling like they're hearing God speak to them. And we practice. We do it. And... and uh, Usually it's through tears. They're overwhelmed that, that God knows them so intimately. And uh, they'll usually say, one thing that's interesting is, um, it sounds a little bit like me sometimes. And uh, sometimes that will be a reason that people will say, I just think I'm making it up. I'm just making it up. Um, I want to say a quick word to that, that Jesus knows exactly how to communicate to each one of us. In the way that we will most uh, easily receive it. I mean, that's part of uh, why we think it's really important that the Bible be translated into every language in the world. Is because we believe in a God who speaks every language and wants to communicate to every person. And so it makes sense that when He speaks to us, He does so in a way that we can understand. And He also He doesn't He He loves who He's created us to be. I can't go too far down that path. I just want to help you understand that you might be a little surprised that he, he might communicate in a way with you that's like, oh, he knows me. Oh, this actually sounds a little bit like me. Um, and that's okay. Um, so, this is what would it be like if we were a community who, even in this look process, we. We all went to Jesus and we said, Jesus, when you look at this area around here, what's on your heart? What's on your mind? He wants to answer that question. And I've found that he's often way more willing and eager to answer that than we give him credit for, uh, that he's excited to share his thoughts with us. Uh, There's a passage on your sheet in Hebrews, uh, and if I could summarize it, it's basically saying uh, that part of the reason that Jesus came was a new covenant. I mean, the essential reason He came was to establish a new way of relating with His people. And in that way, everyone gets to know God. It's not just special people. It's not just people who stand on a stage. But everyone gets to engage with Him personally. I'm not saying it's going to sound the same, and, and uh, part of my deal and what I see Scripture teaching is that if we just give God a space, an opening to speak, He comes and He speaks through it. Uh, worship, we set these settings of worship in here, and God speaks uh, in in other settings, you know, uh, other traditions, uh, liturgy. You know, people engage with God through liturgy, and God's just like chomping at the bit, like great if their heart is open and they're listening and they want to hear from me, I'm going to speak. I want to speak to my children. Um, that was actually a, 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 a quote that a friend of mine gave as, as he was, for the first time, trying some of uh, this spiritual discipline of, of journaling and dialoguing with God. He, he said, wow, it was like all along God's been chomping at the bit to speak these things to me. And then I finally stopped Doubting everything and over analyzing, and I just, I just put the pen to the paper and let him start speaking through my, through the through the mind that he's given me, and like he spoke. So, so I wanna with that, I'll, I want to invite the the team, the worship team, back forward, and we're um, we're just we're just about out of time. And again, this this is a little more of kind of a, a training. Uh, type message, but you know, Sunday mornings are great for equipping the people of God. And uh, uh, there's some questions on the back of that sheet. Uh, There's two questions. One question is, uh, Jesus, what do you you have to say, or what is on your heart, what is on your mind when you look out over Waltham? You can also, you can include places where you live, your spheres of influence, Um, if that's a little feels a little too radical for you, and maybe you're still not totally sold that, that God wants to speak directly to you, and that He'll speak through your, your minds, through your through your imagination, your heart. Um, there's a second. There's a second question, and that is, uh, what do you think? What do you think? What do you perceive is on the heart uh, of God? Uh, what I've been praying is that uh, He's going to speak to you either way. And so it is a little bit of a trick because you're going to start writing some things down. And I just trust that the Holy Spirit's going to start uh, even speaking through that process. Uh, but, but I want to encourage us uh, to bring these to God this week. And then here's what I want us to do. And it'd be awesome if we got 150 emails. So there is an email address it's look at theriverwaltham.org. And I want you to. Take a picture of what you write down, or maybe type it out so we can actually read it, depending on how your handwriting is. And uh, I want you to email it to us. Uh, And uh, take a stab at it, even if this is new for you. Uh, I I would encourage you, uh, carve out some time, maybe every day this week. You say, I'm going to take 15 minutes to try maybe this crazy radical whatever thing that John's talking about. Uh, though I have to say, I really believe all I'm saying is in the Bible. So uh, I'm, we're trying to be obedient to Jesus to say we want to know Him. And we want to walk with Him. We want to personally know Him. Um, and so I want to encourage you, spend some time every every day this week and ask Him some of these questions. And then uh, share it. If you're married, share it with with your spouse, share it with your and email it to us. We want to be receiving the things that God is speaking, uh, because it's not just about us as leadership, but we want to hear from the whole community because uh, God's going to be speaking those things. The teams, uh, actually, I'm going to I'm going to wrap us up because we're we're just we're we're at time here. Uh, but if you want to stay and worship uh, one other song, or maybe even start this process, uh, you're welcome to. The team's going to lead us in another song. Um, so why don't you stand up, and uh, I'm going to pray, and then I'll dismiss us, and if you have kids, you can, you can go get, uh, get the kids. But also, if, if the Lord's stirring something, um, yeah, linger a little bit, and uh, allow the Lord... To speak, so Jesus, we thank you that uh, you came to earth as a man, so that you'd clarify for us what God looks like and who you are, uh, and you're still wanting to make it as clear as possible for us to know you. Uh, you're not trying to hide from us, so that we can never uh, meet you and know you. Uh, you're you're wanting us to know you. Like that Revelation 3 passage that says you stand at the door of our lives, uh, basically. You stand at the door, you knock, and if we'll just open, uh, you'll come in, you'll drink, you'll eat with us. You'll have communion with us. You'll dialogue with us. You'll talk about the serious and the, the totally not serious of life uh, just because you love being with us. So Jesus, thank you. And I pray that you would walk with us. You're going to. Uh, wherever we go. And uh, what I pray is that You'd give us grace this week, that our ears would be open, that our eyes would see what it is You're saying and what it is You're doing. And so we thank You, Jesus.